Biff, why are wizards such great cooks? Um, why are wizards such great cooks, Jock? They specialize in sorcery. Joe, where are you? They specialize in sorcery. Joe, where are you? All right. Hey, how do no? How do, how do lumberjacks? No. You ready? Here we go. You love this one. Love this one. How do lumberjacks work from home? How do lumberjacks uh, work from home, Jack? They log in. And with that, I welcome you all to Carnival Personnel. I'm Jack. I wish this was Joe, but this is Biff. Uh, before those jokes, Biff, how were you? I, yeah, you know, it's, it's been, <laughs> I, it, it, this stupid, that stupid wasn't pandemic. a trick question. That wasn't a gotcha question. That this was... stupid, stupid pandemic, Josh. What pandemic? I'm, this is the first I'm here. <sighs> um, you know, Biff and I just recorded. Uh, a sideshow. It was a mu It was a movie draft sideshow. You want you want to quickly synopsize the last yes. hour and a half of our lives, right? So essentially, we had um, um, my nine categories of movies, and essentially we picked um, our favorites, um, or you know whatever we 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 basically drafted a movie in each category. You know, standard ones, comedy, drama, action, and so on, uh, with a little hitch where essentially once you pick a movie. You cannot pick another movie within five years, made within five years of that movie. And also you can't pick a movie that the other person picks. So essentially, if uh, if I was a jerk and maybe I picked, you know, uh, one of those Marvel movies that I know Jacques loved. And, you know, if, you know, if, if it was on Jacques' list, it's suddenly off of his list. Also, if I, you know, picked, if Jacques picked a Marvel movie, uh, then there's a whole bunch of Marvel movies that occurred within five years in both directions that it immediately gets eliminated. So, right. so that's kind of the premise of it. And so we went, we actually, um, you know, managed to uh, get through it uh, and without violating the rules. And there you go. I, I think, I think one of the saving graces is uh, you had a little different. Um, it's funny because yeah. I don't, did, did any of the pictures that you pick, um, Japanese theme were those any of your foreign picks or were those that I had I did have one in the foreign without thing? being a spoiler okay. I did have a Japanese movie that is a foreign pick see that that's a funny thing you could have made an argument for any of these movies being uh, sure yeah I mean technically right technically right um you know from my standpoint you know, you know, all all American movies are foreign movies to me, but yeah and, and me being uh me being you know the the the, the film douche who watches silent films i i had a really broad hundred year plus range of movies to pick from so yeah I, I didn't pick the real really old you know like you know really really old stuff so but but that i was only considered like two black and white movies like you know obviously there's a bunch of ones that i you know you know some of them i considered them and so on but I only really consider like two black and white movies. So, uh, and that, you, we, neither one of us uh, had uh, uh, "Look Who's Coming to Dinner" on, on on our list, but those would have been great picks. And I mentioned that because uh, just before we start recording, of course, we lose another great actor in this time, Sydney Portier. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, uh, you know, obviously the uh, 
the historical significance of uh, him as an actor is, you know, just kind of impossible to um, to really, you know, articulate into words, right? He's such a such an important, important, important actor, right? I mean, you know, the first uh, uh, you know black actor to you know win the Academy Award for Best Actor, right? So, you know, just you know, and his voice, dude. I mean, you you it's such an old cliche, but you could listen to that guy read the yeah. phone book. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it, it, just so so many, uh, and I get. I guess it's one of those things where the respect that he's getting, obviously, uh, as this news uh, got out, really, you know, really is what's really telling about his greatness, also, right? Just the, just the great people telling us how important he is and right? how great so, he was. It was. Yeah. It, it's true. It's if if you have time to look at something on TMC, uh, not TMC. Um, TCM, yeah, you know the or the, the what is it the movie channel or I'm trying to think yeah the, the movie channel right the movie or, channel, or the Turner Classics Turner Classics I guarantee they've preempted their programming and they're running a bunch of you know Portier stuff now but you you, you know you you listen to the guys like you know Denzel Washington who's like right, I'm right. who I am because of this guy yeah. and it's just it, it's heartbreaking but you know guy hits 95 it's like you know. Yeah. It's hard not to say good run, man. That was a yeah. good run. Um, so, you know, right now, speaking of movies, like Spider-Man is is eating up the box office. It's doing great. And I uh, I watched Spider-Man last night at home. Okay. You know, you, the, the, the Tobey Maguire ones? No. The Andrew Garfield ones? No. The Tom Holland ones? All of those are great. No. I I accidentally stumbled upon going through my friend's Plex uh, account the 1977 live first live action Spider-Man movie that that ended up um, you know prompting that live action uh, Japanese Spider-Man for a few years <laughs> that we've talked about before that was <sighs> kind of the same but different but absolutely awful um but dude it's like it's one of those things where my little guy and i and he just lives for spider-man i'm like oh dude we gotta check this out there was this captain america one in the mid-70s there was these spider-man ones and spider-man they they did a couple real stunts they did and, and so i'm wikipedia the shit out of it and reading they did a couple breathtaking stunts in that movie especially for the time where a stunt guy truly swung from one building to another but most of it most of it was batman 66 climbing up the walls where really it's just a painting on the ground that the guy's crawling over there was one cgi moment or no not one cgi there was one green screen thing where it it's trying to when he first discovers he has powers and he's crawling so was there green screen back then well, i don't I don't know if it was called green screen, but yeah. Like the, that technology existed? The superimposed. Yeah, because, you know, if you've seen some of that. But, I mean, it's, I don't know if they called it that or how they did it. But, or you know, I'm guessing they just superimposed him. But he's crawling around his his house on the outside of the house. And I will post on, on Twitter, you know, just a picture I took off of the TV. And my little guy just lost it. I mean, it's so awful. Some, you know, and, and again, credit where credit's due. They're trying, but 
but you know, you know, there's this, you know, and look, it did okay in the box office. It 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 warranted a sequel. Um, really, you know, yeah, I you know, I just, I, you know, I should remember this, right? I mean, because in '77, I was watching a lot of TV. I just have no recollection of that ever. No, this was in the theaters. This wasn't a made-for-TV. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was. It was a a TV thing. I, I, you know, no, it had box office numbers. You know, um, you would have thought it was made for TV. Okay. You know, but but it was but it was great. It was fun. But yeah, that's what you know. I, I think I lost count. I think I either pay or share like 78 different streaming platforms <laughs> you know i got sure. I, I i pay 200 bucks a month for cable i have more shows and amazing movies out there that i need to watch that i want to watch that i'm never going to get to and i take my free time and take 90 minutes to watch this 2000 i, I will say i have way too many i pay for way too many streaming services to watch as much youtube as i do i will admit that <laughs> It, it, it is it's it, it it is we have such an abundance of riches but I, I i've been watching all this old crappy stuff um so so you know turning to the front pages of the news did you follow the elizabeth holmes trial Absolutely. okay Absolutely. yeah did, and i did watch some of the um uh you know the some of the news channels were airing some of the legal proceedings so i did watch some of that also and it's you know it, it's kind of um so, you know, let me start off by saying, obviously, you know, it, it, she's criminal and to some, you know, to a, a large degree, she knew what she was doing, but it's hard for me to tell if she started off an, as an idealist, cultivated an image and just did not have the ability to essentially say, you know what, I can't do this, right? She had, she once she got the, you know, you know, adulations and everything else, she couldn't get out of it, you know, or, you know, so to what degree she was this calculating person versus to what degree she was this, you know, person who just could not um, no longer become this, uh, you know, this thing that she created for herself. That part, I'm not 100% sure. But I don't, you know, do, you, do you think she's a hundred percent sure? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Right. But, you know, ultimately you know, the facts of the case kind of speak for itself. Right. And so there was, there was a couple, you know, like TV specials, like last year that Joe, yeah. you know, had me watch yeah. and dude, she just, uh, uh, the, 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 I, I, I don't know the difference between psychopath and sociopath, but right, right, yeah. her whole, her endless cosplaying as Steve Jobs was right, right. W- was yeah. was hysterical and creepy at the same time. Um, but, you, but yeah, you kind of think it's almost like a, one of those dark comedies, right? It's like, yes, hey, yes, yes. Right? She she is definitely is it is it like a character out of a Christopher Guest like you know kind of movie, right, right, right. Yeah, you know a best in show character. Yeah. Where what? But the thing is, what what's great is what she was selling. I I really hope I would have a hard time selling to my 11-year-old. It's like, oh, this one drop of blood and you can do all that and I can walk in, but yet you're shipping it here. And, and the fact that after it became pretty clear that 
you know, it wasn't what they said. The fact that they were still gay, able to get lots of money from lots of people. But then again, you look at the people that Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff, yeah. You know, Bernie Madoff like took like Yale to the bank, and you know, or some prestigious colleges. You know, um, well, you know, the fa- the, look, Elizabeth the- Holmes, like we mentioned, uh, you know, took uh, you know Betsy DeVos's family to the you know so, to the so, cleaners. So, so there was I mean, that's upside. that's really the that's really the unfortunate part, right? Oh my God, Betsy DeVos's family losing hundred million dollars. My fucking God. But yeah, the fact and and just you know, so she was found guilty on was on on all charges. I, I I thought she was found guilty on most charges. I thought there was something that she was she was actually uh, not found guilty on some, but you know, you know. Ultimately, I I feel like that you know she should be excused restitution from the divorces. Just just my personal opinion. Yeah, a hundred hundred percent. Just I my mean, personal thing opinion. is, it's like you can hold her guilty. She in a billion lifetimes will never be able to repay that money. No, no, no. Does she, I mean, she she let's say she goes to jail for five years. Okay. What what does she do when she gets out? Like who hires her? Where does she work? What does she do? What's her life when she gets out? Does or yeah. does she make a living talking about this? Yeah, she, well, I mean she potentially can, right? But well, and you know, maybe she? she'll do uh you know, she'll do a celebrity boxing here and there. I who knows, you know, right? I mean dude, that the the world that we live in. Um so so if uh you know, the other day was the anniversary of, I think I saw it on Twitter, what I'm going to call the Eugene Goodman Day. Can, I don't know what you're talking about. January 6th, one of the worst days on uh, in American history, um, the attack on the Capitol. Eugene, but in fairness, it's only, it's only been one year, so, you know, it's, it's not as bad as the other things that have been going on for many years, right? Well, well, but th- this, this sure. was the single touchstone moment where things not only went to shit, but the, the, the republic as a whole still teeters on the brink. And, you know, Eugene Goodman was the one great thing that came out of that day. Like, in my lifetime, yeah, in real time. Yeah. Seeing, seeing a maskless, actual, actual guy, hero, right? Hero, right. like a hero within the, you know, this, this rubble of, you know, garbage, right? You see that one hero standing his ground, right? And 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 speaking of heroes standing their ground, what I hate, probably at this moment, at this very moment in time, the one thing I hate most about the current GOP party is I have to say it's almost hero status what Dick and Liz Cheney did the other day. And I fucking resent the fact that they were the only two who stood up, you know what I mean? And and had the guts and the courage to say, yeah, you know, that this was this is awful. And yeah. the fact that they're making me consider those people, you know, heroes of of saving democracy. It, it, it's kind it, it is that bizarre world we live in where and i think it's in a way right it's kind of consistent right though that whole i don't know what you call that branch that that you know that bush you know circle are generally have generally been uh combative towards this you know this current you know mainstream wow. gop regime right i mean all of the all of them like you know the fact that it's like, I've come to that bizarre world where I'm like agreeing with W way too much, and I'm not so sure that I like it. Right? right. It's that he's kind a of a war thing. criminal. 
He's right? a war criminal. Dick Cheney's a war criminal. We had no right invading a country that had nothing to do with 9-11 and occupying them for almost the next two decades. But and, yet and, yeah. at this moment in time, yeah. Yeah. they are they are the razor thin hope of keeping the republic together as we know it, because the other side has they haven't doubled down on going batshit crazy. They are really pushing the narrative that, you know, that 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 you that that you know Goodman was the bad guy that day, and that that woman who was shot, you know, is the real hero. Anyways, let's stop yeah. talking about that awfulness. It was awful, sure. awful. But yeah. uh, but let's talk about some happy things. Uh, the pandemic, it's over, right? We no! it up. all done. No. We can start talking about COVID as as the thing of the past, right? Fucking ruining my Friday night plans. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it ever end, Biff? I mean, well, is there I mean, a light at the end of the tunnel, and is that light a train? Well, so right, yeah. No, I mean, I think eventually, right? It's gonna. I, I, so one of the things about viral diseases is that we're perpetually dealing with a moving target, right? And this this target just seems to be uh, just a little bit nastier than some of the other ones i mean we've had other i mean this is not the first you know we we think that coronavirus is this kind of new things and we're calling it the novel coronavirus but i mean you know this you know the original sars way back when right was you know is, is a variant of this right so you we kind of know know have known that these things can happen but still yeah i mean it's just that it just happened to ha occur in this timing with this time frame, and I'm. It's one of those things where you, I'm led to think, if this happened in like 1988, right. you know, would it have taken this long, right, to deal with this? You know, so any other time before the last four years, you know, if, if, if I, I'm not gonna, say, I, I don't think I'm gonna say that. I don't think I don't think this is this. I don't think this is this new. That has a huge impact on it, but the anti-vax movement predates 2016. Right, but, but nothing like this. That that was strange. I, I, I think that I was disagree. No, I think I disagree. If you look at the garbage that has been going on in California, completely independent of the you know the crazy mega crowd going, you know, thinking that there's other stuff going on. The stuff that's been happening in California from the anti-vax crowd yeah. that predates all this. I don't know that it's, I, I would say that it would have to been at least 15 years ago before it was okay. Because the stupid yoga moms and the health nuts that think that, you know, this BS holistic, whatever, you know, you know, you know, cures are going to essentially keep you from getting sick. That stuff's been perpetuating in a relatively, um, you know, major way for a long time. And if anything, what it may have done is maybe 10 years ago, it would have saved a lot more of the country who said, you know, we're not going to deal with the garbage that's going on in California. Whereas, right. ironically, California might have been the one that was more, would have been the one more screwed if this happened 10 years ago, because that the presence of those, you know, whack jobs, you know, were a lot greater back then. So, you know, we, we, we made the decision to leave the boys home from school this week just because we just knew the numbers were going to be what they were. And, and then, you know, of course, you left the house. I'm sorry, that's not. And, and you know, look, it's a hell of my own creation. 
but <laughs> but but seriously, as we've talked about, our town, Lowell, Mass, has the highest numbers, not highest percentage, highest yeah. numbers in school. And that's before. And so after Thanksgiving, like truly after Thanksgiving, the the six school days after Thanksgiving, we got a notice every time and they do pool testing every day that I and I threw out the number before. But in, in 12 days, it was something like, you know, tw- or in six days, it was like 12, 13 cases. So going into Christmas break, we knew it was going to be stupid. And we said, you know what? We're going to leave them home the first couple days. All their stuff is online. Like they're not in school learning. Right. There's no remote learning. They're not logging in and also watching the teacher. So basically they're doing independent study. They're doing like a homeschool thing, but all their assignments are online. So they can keep up without falling behind. You know, they can keep up. They've chosen not to. However, so so on Monday, you know, about four o'clock, we get the chain letter from the school. The 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 they only change the number. It's a two-page letter every time. It's like we did the pool testing today and you know X number have you know positive cases. If you know your child was exposed or in close contact with one of them, we will notify what you do, blah blah blah. But they don't release the name. But the first day 16 16 and i was like holy shit that's a lot and then my wife says yeah that's a lot more than you think i'm like what she goes and then she pulled up the data it's like yeah only 25 percent of the school has signed up for the pool testing so if you're getting 16 that's 16 out of 25 percent now i'm not the mathematician of the two of us but that extrapolates out to significantly more than 16 you know yeah so the next day so we're like good we made the right decision the little guy is desperate to go back because uh you know he's a last just before he left school he was in an archery um an archery mishap where uh where cupid hit his heart (laughs) so Mm. so so he's been Mm. he's been kept separated from his betrothed for quite Mm. some time Mm. and uh and so he wants to go back Tuesday, uh, 3.50, 4 o'clock rolls around. We get the letter that 19 different people. Now, that I'll, I'll sidebar for a second. We've already talked that the National Guard has been called in to drive buses because right, right, right. of that. That, yep. you know, so so we have we you know, so we see this thing of 19. OK, that again, that's 19 out of 25 percent of people who showed up that day. Now, again, a lot of people didn't go to school because he tested positive over vacation or whatever, or people like us who haven't tested positive but didn't want to send the kids to the Petri dish. And so you're talking 25 percent of those who showed up 19. The school population is only 700 kids. So with administrators and everything, you're talking 800 kids. So yeah, when you got yeah. when you got 34 of the 25, you know, of 25 percent, and so, and we were like, okay. And then about an hour later, the superintendent, you know, well, what's funny is, you know, this was on Tuesday. So on Wednesday morning, I write the principal, the vice principal, the boys too. It's a, it's there's six people on the email, and I say, hey. Can you confirm for me, I've heard that only 25%. So if 34 people have tested or 36 people have tested, 35, sorry, 
16 and 19. Yes, yeah, I'm not going to math. 35 people have tested in the last two days. Is it really safe to assume that that number is closer to 120, 130 if you had tested everybody? I'm just trying to wrap my head around, you know, how bad this is right now. And the length that the principal went writing back to me, twisting himself <laughs> so answer the question without answering it. And he, and he got really defensive. It's like, we're doing everything we can. We're very proud of all the steps that we're doing and blah, blah, blah. And these numbers, they're high, but we knew they were going to be high and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, but you didn't answer. Are you only testing 25% of the student body, 25% of administrators? Like, what is the number that we're seeing? I'm just trying to get the hard data. And then Wednesday morning, the, a letter goes out by the superintendent saying, basically, we're all working really hard, but it looks like we might have to close a couple of the schools, not all of them, <laughs> yeah. because the state doesn't, the state, and we talked about this in the last podcast, like the teachers union of the state said, hey, can we count the first few days of snow days, maybe have kids come in to go testing and then sending home, but I don't think, and so here's the fucked up thing. Because things are so bad with bus drivers, they're doubling up on routes. And because of time, they don't have time to go and do route A and then route B. They do route A and B simultaneously. So now the buses, which, <laughs> which they have worked yeah. to space out, now aren't spaced out. Right. And, and Biff, because there's no substitute teachers statewide, so many teachers have retired, like older teachers have retired over the last year. And to the point where the governor has waived some, which is great. This is, this is, I understand why they did it, but there's a couple final steps from going to teaching school and being able to be a teacher. You have to test, you have to pass a couple state tests and, you know, do so many like, like. Um, well, it's the stuff that they're doing with the nurses, right? Right, right. We no longer have, you go, you go to the DMV and you get your driver's license. There's no more learner's permit for six months and then you get it. You know, there's no more, oh, you, you, you got your doctor degree. Well, you got to do a year residency before you're going to fly on your own. Nope. There, there, there is go ahead and pass go. Here's your 200 bucks. Even with all those provisions put in place, there's such a lack of substitute teachers. They're doubling up in the classrooms. Yeah, so I, this teacher can't show up, you know, this teacher can't show up. So instead of, you know, well, listen, all I can say is that it's a good thing that you have all that ICU space in the state of Massachusetts. We, we, are, we luckily do. Uh, no, you don't. No, we don't. <laughs> no, not here anyways. But that's the thing. It's no, like, you don't. <laughs> it's, it's worse than ever. And so we, we did. We left the boys home from school. And, and today, and I think the whole state, we had a snowstorm today that may or may not have been worthy of canceling school. And I think it was. But they, they went ahead and canceled school for today, yesterday, or for Friday on right. Thursday afternoon. And I think they just realized, okay, we need a break. We need some people to... Yeah figure some shit out because uh, honestly biff by the end of thursday we got to on wednesday there was another seven and on thursday there was another five which oh five isn't that bad but that's because so few people went to school you know the the 16 because yeah. when you're right. talking 700 students in this school and you find out in one and four days that almost 50 of them you know have tested positive that's that's yeah. a pretty yeah. And, and once again, I'm not automatically trying to say that, you know, okay, so something happens automatically close the schools and all that stuff. But I mean, they it's it and it is a, it is a difficult series of decisions, but 
like in your state, when I'm seeing reports that your ICU is almost at capacity and school-age kids aren't all authorized to get vaccinated, right? And those kids are clearly transmitting yeah. to each other. Yeah, five and, and up, yeah. five and up. But, yeah. but a lot of people, you know, it is. It's And it hits home for me. So I made yeah. the decision. I'm supposed to do one of these Joe's Basement video game things in a couple of weeks. Yeah. For, for And I... I emailed the guy who runs the program that the boys do afternoon in the arts. Right. And, and I emailed them. I'm like, Hey, I think we push this. And they're like, Oh, we can push it to the end of February. I'm like, you know what? February vacation. We're going to deal with the same shit. Cause the, the problem is we're dealing with a pandemic. Mostly, mostly we're dealing with a pandemic of the unvaccinated and we won't get into it, but how many people didn't get COVID who went to Florida from Lowell, you know, for Christmas, who are going to Florida for February vacation or, or going on other trips or going, you know, or not being safe or whatever. But I anticipate what's happening this week will happen in six weeks after February vacation. I mean, yeah, I mean. So I pushed it. I said, why don't we do something in March? Which sucks because, dude, I want to get back to work. I want to go back to hosting events and producing yeah. events. Uh, but my buddy... My buddy, you know, with Armed Forces Entertainment, he they sent him back to Doha after almost two years in Florida. They're like, OK, it's time to go back. It's time to get these tours up and running. Every tour that they've tried has gotten shut down. And the thing that sucks is if you're in a certain it's why the NHL shut down. If you're playing on the Bruins and you go up to Montreal and you test positive after the game. You're not going home on the charter. You're not renting a car and driving home. You have to quarantine now in Canada for two weeks. And that's what's happening yeah. with all these tours. And it's like, yeah, I don't know when I'm going to get to do my core stuff again, but it doesn't look like it's anytime soon. I'm, I'm still not able to do these things. So, and the few, the one time we did it, it, it seemed fine, but that was, again, that was pre Christmas. It was pre Thanksgiving. It was pre this surge. So there you have it. Yeah, there you have it. You guys have taken a break from FNH for the same reason. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, obviously, you know, safety first, uh, even if some of the people don't agree with, you know, that fact that there is no safety issues involved. Yeah. Safety first, damn it. Um, so so I didn't give Biff enough heads up that we're going to do this. Plus, I heard there was no weekend crime. There's no crime, no crime in, Japan. Here, nope. you know, in Japan. Nothing to see here. Yeah, how do you say nothing no, to see here in Japanese? Is, you know what's kind of funny is is that like to something like also the the Japanese news channels kind of take a break for New Year's, which is kind of funny because you know. Well, so do criminals. Yeah, uh, so do sure. criminals. Yeah, yeah. But can can you say can can you give me a nothing to see here in Japanese? Nothing. No, no, I'm not going to give you a nothing. Just one. To see here. All right. Um, I don't have anything video game wise. Uh, you know, I did this week of get back playing resident evil five just to kill some time sports yeah. um and, and you know what are, are we are we segueing to sports now or are we still on COVID? because i was going to talk about the australian open and, sure. and, and, and sure. uh jovovic uh the you know is is he in a detention like he um, got to australia they told him he couldn't come in and i guess right. there's some kind of like he's being detained or has he been sent home yeah so the, yeah i think he actually ended up in like this you know in uh, like a detention center for like for other essentially immigration related um 
uh, I, and I think that, that some like some people were ticked off because I think there was like uh, like a kind of a known activist who is who is detained in a, a, in this Australian facility, and they asked him about Djokovic. He's like, dude. Like I'm doing something for this guy. Do this, do this playing tennis. Don't ask me about some freaking tennis player. What I'm doing, trying to you know deal with is something more serious about you know immigration and everything. You know, you know refugees and everything else in general. So, but yeah, whatever. I mean, it's it is. I will say this. I I will say that this was you know totally bungled because literally Australia should have done this from the start. Right. Right. One hundred percent. Yeah. They didn't because they essentially, oh, it's the Australian Open. They, you know, they don't want to kind of blah, blah, blah. And then, and so they gave him the visa initially so that he could come in. And then when he got all, when the prime minister got all the flack from him, he said, oh yeah, we're not giving an exemption to this guy. So I completely believe that the prime minister did not make that initial decision to let him in, you know, because that's not what prime ministers do, right? Some you dude, think they got some, some bigger things on their plate? Yeah, some some bureaucrat in the you know in, in, in immigration said, "Oh yeah, we yeah obviously this is the Australian Open. He's a number one ranked tennis player. We got to let him in." Blah blah blah. And then you know, then it becomes this huge political nightmare, social media nightmare. And of course, at that point, the prime minister has to say, "Yeah, we're not letting this happen." And so right call but you know poor poor management of it right so and i have no for for djokovic you look you're a professional athlete you you're going to all these different countries every country has different rules it's the same it's the same thing you know yeah i would say if anything uh if anybody has just google you know rafael nadal's you know uh response to this because i think he says all the right things um he I think he represents his sport well to say that, you know, you know, and I'm paraphrasing this, right? You know, he basically said, look, he knew the rules. We are all going by the rules. And I'm not telling him that he needs, he has to do this. That's his own choice. But in the end, you know, so many people have suffered so much over the last two years that, you know, he, you know, you know, you know, he shouldn't be really essentially seeking exemptions around this you know you just accept this as you know what this is and you know just freaking you know play by the rules you know, you know so. it's 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 every country has its own rules and you 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 fly you fly over saudi arabia they they come and take your drinks and lock up the drink card on a plane i'm dead serious you know you yeah, have to yeah. and if you yeah. if your job is international travel and going places and you are still like you know, oh, it's about me and my rights. It's like, dude, you, you, no, no. And is Djokovic the one who at the Olympics was giving Simone Bile telling her to like, you know, that she has right, to, right. yeah, yeah, she has to be mentally tougher, tough, yeah. And then the yeah. next day, oh, no, has no, no, to no. Was, was it, yeah, I, was it, was it Simone Bile that she was saying, or was it Naomi Osaka? I can't remember which. I one. think it was Naomi, you know, Simone Bile because she it was Simone Biles. Yeah, it she, was. She yeah, wasn't going to compete. Yeah, and and basically a mental health yeah. thing, which you know, and he's like, oh, well, you have what was to great be. about it is when he was melting down, melting like two in days the later. US Open a couple months later, it's like, oh my god, the social smashing media his racket and oh, dude, oh dude, my dude. god, yeah. Question for you, uh, my Southern Californian brethren, is yeah. the Super Bowl happening there this year? Ooh, they are talking, you know, so there is that rumor mill going around about the alternate sites. NFL, I think, is uh, is definitely uh, trying to quash that rumor. But 
No, no they, they they have said, look, we always have to have contingency. Yeah, plans. yeah, right, right. But I mean, there's, you know, yeah. right now they're saying, you know, everything's a go, right? Um, I'll I'll say this. I'm not so sure. Um, like, there's definitely not going to cancel or delay the Super Bowl, right? That's not going to be, you know, an option. So, you know, to that extent, you know, what, 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 what does it mean when they say, well, we can't have it in California, but we could potentially have it somewhere else. They're like, talking about Dallas because it's a, yeah, you don't have sure. to wear a mask here state. Right, right, right. But I mean, that, that's, that's the biggest thing it comes down to is like right now in California, sure. the mask mandate goes through like February 15th and the Super yeah. Bowl is like February 13th. And they're like, well, unless they I, ended a I, week early. It's one of those things where, but I, I get it, but to something, to, I also ask the question, so is somebody going to give up their Super Bowl ticket because, you know, you have to wear a mask or, and right. then if that's the case, is somebody not going to pick up that Super Bowl ticket? I mean, that's right. Exactly. You so, know. I mean, that's why I'm thinking that, that I think if, if it impacts, if the California mandate somehow impacts the actual players from essentially playing or something like that i think that is really the breaking point and i don't think it's the fans that affect this i think the nfl is going to just no say yeah i mean blah 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 they'll they'll make crap up they got to make that move soon because hotels alone like if you move it to dallas it's like if you every every day that you wait anyways i'm not going i don't fucking care yeah. Uh, but I, I just think it, it well, it, not that either one of us could actually afford the tickets, so unless somebody's oh. gonna you know give it to us, right? E- so. Even then, right now, you couldn't. I if the Patriots made it and they were playing in my backyard, I, I would not go to a full stadium and stuff. Uh, have we seen Antonio Brown uh, in an NFL uniform for the you last time? I you know what I I I I. I I seriously want to cool it with the Antonio Brown. Okay. I really, and the reason why I say this is because as, as, as problematic as his behavior has been for many years, I essentially ever since we had the whole thing with the, um, um, uh, the, and it sounds maybe completely unrelated, but with the whole Chicago Blackhawks um, incident with Kyle Beach, Kyle Beach was a number one draft pick, and he was considered uh, like, like Chicago media was saying the worst first round pick ever, kind of garbage, and we didn't know what was going on in his head. And I'm at a point where I think I don't know that I'm going. I know what's going on in Antonio Brown's head. I don't think this is a case of some guy just being a jerk. I you think you think it's a real mental health. I have you seen the hit that he? This was about ten years ago, and maybe you probably you yeah, probably you know, don't I've know this. It. Yeah. Well, you're not a Steeler fan. This is, this happened against Cincinnati. But no, but, but it made right. It's been shown. Right. How so he got I, up is unbelievable. And that combined with the fact that Brady immediately defended him, I I actually think that there is more to it than him just being this ridiculous person. You know, I think that there could be more. So I think I am going to not. I don't want to jump on him for it. I just think that. I, I just hope that it's not what it would be awesome if it was just him acting out. Just him, him being a dick. Okay. Yeah, I, if that's, if that's all it is great, because you know what, that means that he's not going to deal with this, the aftermath of all of the awful things that have happened. You know, I just, I just have a find it hard to believe. I mean, he was a prima donna as a stealer in many ways, 
but not always. Um, but and, the last few years has been just, and 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 just because the of the irrationality of his behavior, I really you know have legitimate legitimate concerns that it's more than him just being this guy acting out. You know, it's one of those things where yeah, the the the, the guy. Um, and I, I don't know if he's the kind of guy who will get the help that he needs if he does need, you know, that help. It's, or, it's or, or this. I, mean, the, the, I think the yeah. thirty. For, I, 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 I'm not hoping this, but I think the thirty for thirty on him is going to have a very sad ending. I, you know, I, it's it's like it's like you know, like many things, you know. Thankfully, the culture is changing a little bit slowly in football than other sports, but the culture is starting to change. I, you know. I, I certainly, you know, uh, you know, Junior Seau's incident was, I think, a wake-up call, right? I mean, a guy like him doing what he did to end his life, right? right. You would hope. You, know? you, you would absolutely hope. Yeah. Well, that's 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 if the NFL can find the money to, you know, help people with this. Well, you know, uh, that's the nonprofits that's the right? I mean, just obviously don't have such a, you know, with the with the lack of funding that they get from, right. you know, the it's you so know. true. Yeah, and that's it's so tough, true. You know? Um, you watching anything other than hockey these days? Uh, is there anything else on other than hockey these days? No, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, um, I'm watching the, uh, the, yeah, uh, the Japanese girl, all girl bands and hockey. Season, and that's... season four, season four, Cobra Kai. Are you into season four, Cobra Kai? Uh, that's on like, is it on YouTube or? It is a Netflix show. Oh, it's on Netflix now. It used to be on YouTube, right? It started. It started a few years ago uh, as a YouTube. Season one and yeah. two were on YouTube Red. I want to say that, that, that it was right, right, that, whatever that, that's whatever hate thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it it lasted two seasons, and then Netflix picked it up last year oh, and, okay. it, and had yeah. a season on Netflix. Dude, it's it's all 80s music. It's like management's favorite part about that is it's not 80s music that Johnny is is eight it's all about 80s metal all the time you know there was a cameo last season with um uh with d schneider you know yeah. and his boys and it was great but uh, i met d schneider at the airport once nice was he nice he was a nice guy i asked him you know what are you doing here oh i live here now so you're not in new york anymore you know kind of you know one of those things you know just whatever casual chats yeah nice um so i'm watching we're watching cobra kai you know netflix you know they 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 dropped it all at once netflix is here's season four not like right, piecemailing right, right. it out like the other ones do we're watching i will say you know not just to, just to show i'm not a complete honk um book of boba fett haven't seen episode two yet hopefully to watch that tonight. i do want to watch that yeah and i you know i still i watched the first episode of get back and i have to finish it still so okay you, know. you go yeah, do that so there's a lot of things have you watched Pui Pui Mulkar? you have and and it's funny because when i went upstairs we, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago and i meant you i meant you literally go to the little guy's sock drawer and take out the socks and like yeah i think these are yeah these are the characters and when i mentioned it to management She's like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's a show. It's like, you no, know, that was a good call. So, you know, the little guy was delighted that you've, uh, that you, that you, that he, he kind of feels like uh, he's been seen now. Like you gave a shout out to, <laughs> to something. The other thing that's great that's on Disney Plus, if you have it, the 10 rings, it's pretty, it's I do need to see good. It, yeah. Um, yeah. The high, you know, and I, I guess there's, um, 
there's I as I understand it, the uh, there's a huge stretch of it that's like an homage to the the old you know uh, kung fu movies kind of stuff, right? There's there's a couple, and I haven't gone to YouTube because I didn't want to do this yet, but I guarantee you somebody with more editing skills and time than I have has to have a bead um uh Jackie Chan fight scenes and uh-huh. this because there's a couple moments where I I I we've watched it a couple times now we saw it at the drive in yeah. this summer and I'm like oh my god that's from this that's from this and and they got it the 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 whole you know that that whole culture of, of those movies from like the 60s and the 70s they really nailed a lot of the homages, I guess, is the best right, way. Right, right, right. The homages that they paid to the people it's, who it's, paid you know, their That's road. the thing that I really like about the Kill Bills, you know. The right. Two, you know, so similarly, you know, for that reason, right, that's, you know, um, so yeah. And what's great, it's like, I, you know, I watched the hour making of and a lot of the practical stunts that they did on mm-hmm. that. It is, it's, it's, it's the athleticism of... Yeah of of these actors it's 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 olympic level it's like what they can do between their martial arts skill their parkour skills their stunts Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and to actually see how much of this is you know choreographed but these you know they're 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 pretty elaborate it's pretty great but like i said there's a few shots specifically where it's like you don't want to it's not like oh you took that from jackie chan it's like no this is how you say thank you jackie chan for paving the way for this movie to 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 happen for you know these group of um you know actors growing up like you know wanting to be the next x y and z fantastic it, I, yep. I highly recommend, you know, that and, and the, the making of it. And uh, and what about a parenting tip? You got you got. Oh, well, before we go there, oh, I do sure. want to uh, one thing I, I, um, I didn't get a chance to interject during the sports section is that I do want to give the props to a small hockey supply company called Verbero uh, Hockey. Um, they just signed on with uh, with one of the all-time great uh, uh, Olympians, uh, Haley Wickenheiser from Canada, oh. where they are developing the, uh, I think they're calling it the Wick Stick, I want to say. Okay. But it's a Haley Wickenheiser model hockey stick. And, and, you know, at a point where, especially now where this year with the NHL players pulling out, I mean, I'm not going to watch the men's hockey. I'm just going to watch the women's hockey because the men's hockey is kind of like going to be garbage. But the women, you know, the U.S.-Canada women's hockey is always great. And obviously this year is going to be no exception. And so the fact that they, you know, finally, you know, a company is paying attention to a former Olympian like this. And this is the second time they did something like this. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember if we talked about it, but uh, a few years back, um, Berbero also released a, a Blake Bolden uh, model hockey stick. And Blake Bolden is the uh, LA Kings scout. And so she's an, uh, you know, African-American, you know, uh, former hockey player who is now a scout, you know, with the LA Kings. And they released a model, you know, her model hockey stick, maybe two years back, maybe three years back. And now... They're the they've now you know uh, done this you know uh, collaboration with uh, Haley Wickenheiser. So you know freaking other companies 
you know, get on with it. I mean, there are so many marketable stars right now. Wicked uh, Heiser, I, yeah. I've seen play. Yeah. 12 times in person yeah. third was she did she go over to sweden and play or was it she she's a, the only female to actually play like a non-goalie right like she actually played i can't remember i thought it i, I thought it was uh switzerland but I switzerland, mean, so, maybe I think, it was yeah i mean she was you know she Dude. was in the uh in the european pro league with a man yes she has to force of nature yeah like just no, so, a force of nature but right now with the usa hockey you have like the Certainly the, the two big ones right now with, you know, Hillary Knight and, you know, Kendall, Kendall Coyne. But, you know, there's other players, you know, I mean, you know, Brianna Decker's been doing those dunking commercials. And so, I mean, there's plenty of other players. And just with the explosion of hockey on the, you know, on the women's side and the girls' side, I mean, these are sticks that these, these companies can make money on. And they That's really great. need to jump on it. I mean, so, yeah. No, that, that, that's a fantastic shout out. Um, well, now do you have a parenting tip? Yeah. So, you know, um, make sure that um, as you raise your, raise your children, it's, it's great when the children have similar tastes that, than you do. Because, you know, sometimes they'll buy like, say, you know, uh, whiskey that you like that, yeah. that I can now steal from them. And it's that saves me the trouble of leaving the house to get, you know, get myself alcoholized. So yeah, make sure your children, especially if they live in your house for an extended period of time, develop similar tastes to you. That, that, that's, that's fantastic. I like that. Thank you very much. I like that. I'm going to hell. So my, my big thing is my, my boys are always big talk and always asking, well, for, for, I want, can you buy me this? It's like Christmas was last week. No, I'm not buying you anything for a while. Well, how can I earn money? It's like, I don't know. How about doing this or this? Or, you know, next time it snows, you can get out there. They talk a big game and, uh, and, 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 and but then when, then when the opportunity actually arises, it's, uh, no, I don't want to do that. Um, so I, uh, my parenting tip is, yeah, make sure you, if you say, I'm turning off the spigot unless these things happen. And so I did. This was the first snowstorm. And this is the first time I told uh, my little guys, it's like, okay, if you want anything other than the basic necessities to survive, you know, this weekend, I suggest getting out there for a half hour. Uh, and they did. So, so they did, you know, uh, whether that trend will continue throughout the rest of the winter this was a light snow. This was not heavy snow. You know, this, this, this was not that backbreaking, you know, kind yeah. of snow. But uh, but yeah, that that would be my parenting tip. So uh, before I roll out on some Dan Cray Beyond Eight or Five Head thing, you got uh you got a couple minutes to uh to just uh bend everybody's ear yourself, Biff. Well, I you know it. So God, it's been a tough almost two years. Two years, unbelievable. And with this new uh, you know, variant surging, you know, every day it's bad news. And every day, you know, you hear about somebody who's gotten COVID and everything else. And, you know, in the midst of all this, don't forget. Yeah.